Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode two of Soul Food titled Congregation. In this episode, we're going to cover the importance of praying the prayers at the beginning of the time when they enter. We'll talk about the merit and the virtue of praying in congregation. And lastly, we'll talk about how the Fajr and Isha prayers are especially important when you pray them in congregation. So we're continuing to go through this book, Al-Uhud Al-Muhammadiyya, The Divine Lights of the Prophetic Way by Imam Al-Sha'rani. May Allah have mercy on him. And this book helps us understand the spiritual dimension of the acts of worship that many of us are accustomed to, and it helps us appreciate them at a much deeper level. So here, Imam al-Sha'rani, he tells us about the importance of praying in the earlier time when a prayer enters. And one practical thing, he says, is to always have a state of wudu, to always be in a state of wudu. So if you ever, for example, when you wake up, it's good to make wudu. If you ever need to use the restroom, then it's good to perform the wudu after that. So that whenever you make it a habit of being in a state of wudu, when the prayer time comes, you're automatically ready to pray. So it's not something added that you have to do in order to get ready. And there are a lot of other benefits of having wudu and being in a state of wudu on a regular basis. And oftentimes when we're about our day and we're busy and there are so many things going on, when we already feel stressed out or spread thin, that making wudu or praying at the earlier time starts to become yet another thing that we have to do. But when we understand the virtue of praying in the early time, and the importance of having wudu, it just becomes so much easier to do that. So when the time for prayer comes, we should be in a state where we're welcoming a beloved guest, an old and dear friend. You have everything. If someone's coming over your house, you want to make sure that everything's already in order. The house is clean. You got the special cookies that you know your friend likes, that you're ready for them. The same should be our state of heart when we're anticipating the prayer. The Prophet ﷺ, he once was asked, O Messenger of Allah, what actions are most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And he replied, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, prayer in its time. As-salatu fi waqtiha. Prayer in its time. That's the most beloved action to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, he says, the first, the beginning of the prayer's time, this window of time that we have, the first of the time is from Allah's good pleasure. That if you pray in that time, you are given Allah's good pleasure. Its middle is from Allah's mercy. In other words, that there is still flexibility there. And he says, and at the end of its time is from Allah's pardon. So Allah's good pleasure, which is attained at the beginning of the time, 
is far superior to his pardon. It almost indicates that there's something that requires overlooking, that there's something that needs to be pardoned. Whereas if you pray at the early time, you receive Allah's good pleasure. And that way, when we pray, we're given special access to stand in Allah's courtyard. You know, if you think about it in the way that we live our lives and what we see people do and how much preparation and time they give to things, you'll see people get in line really early just to get the new iPhone or just to be in line to see a movie or whatever it may be. We should have more excitement when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is distributing his divine gifts and favors. So we should be ready for the salah. That brings us to the next point, the merit of congregation. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Salatul jama'ati afdalu min salatil fadhi bi sab'in wa ishrina darajah. That the congregational prayer is 27 times better than a person praying alone. And this is narrated by Bukhari and Muslim. When you pray together, the presence of heart that other people have and the state of the congregation itself impacts you. And it actually affects your heart, whether you're aware of that or not. And it becomes a means by which it helps your prayer become more accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just imagine, imagine praying 27 times, one prayer, you repeat it 27 times, just to equal the reward of one congregational prayer. It would take a really long time. Just praying five times a day for some people can be an accomplishment. So imagine 27 times better. So we wanna be people, especially as we want to draw close to Allah and be of those people who are granted his love. We want to take advantage of these opportunities. The Prophet Sallallahu he says in another hadith, مَنْ صَلَّ لِلَّهِ أَرْبَعِينَ يَوْمًا فِي جَمَاعَةٍ يُدْرِكُ التَّكْبِيرَةُ الْأُولَى كُتِبَ لَهُ بَرَاءَتَانٍ Whoever prays sincerely for Allah's sake for 40 days in congregation, being present for the opening Allahu Akbar, in other words, not even being late to that prayer for 40 days. The Prophet says what? He is granted absolution from two things. What are those two things? Bara'atum minan nar wa bara'atum minan nifaq. That that person is absolved and freed from the fire and absolved of hypocrisy. Right? Once again, it might be difficult. Someone might say, 40 days. If I could do four days, that's an accomplishment. We'll start with four days. We all have to start somewhere. But this is an indication that if you want to be freed from the fire, this is one of the ways, one of the guarantees to be able to do so. Do so. And that tells us and shows us the value of the congregational prayer. And living in such an individualistic society, we often underestimate the value of these things. But the Prophet wasallam, he emphasized the congregational prayer immensely. We cannot underestimate its value. We cannot overestimate its value. It's that important. And he taught us that if people knew the benefits of the congregational prayer, they would crawl on their hands and knees if they had to, just to make it for the congregational prayer. If they knew the blessings, the mercy, the forgiveness, the protection, 
all the gifts that Allah gives, if they had to crawl just to get there, they would do that. And that brings us to the final point about praying Fajr and Isha specifically in congregation, that there's a special significance to these two prayers in congregation. And this is helpful because most of us go to work or to school. These are two prayers at the beginning of the day and the end of the day that we're most likely able to pray in congregation or to pray at the masjid. These are the two easiest to make it even if we have a busy schedule. The Prophet ﷺ, he taught us that whoever prays Fajr in congregation, that person is guaranteed Allah's protection for the entire day. And whoever prays Isha in congregation is under Allah's protection for the entire night. So if you get those two prayers, you are guaranteed to be protected by Allah throughout the entire day and night. The Prophet ﷺ said in another hadith, مَنْ Whoever prays Isha in congregation, it is as if he or she has prayed half the night. وَمَنْ صَلَّ الصُّبْحَ فِي جَمَاعَةٍ فَكَأَنَّمَا صَلَّ اللَّيْلَ كُلُّهُ And whoever then follows it up and prays the subah prayer, the fajr prayer in congregation, it is as if he or she has prayed the entire night. So if you pray those two prayers in congregation, you go to sleep for a good solid seven, eight hours and you wake up for fajr, you pray both of those in congregation, it's as if Allah gives you the reward as if you prayed the entire night. That's an immense reward. That is a monumental uh, accomplishment and achievement to pray at night, the entire night. But you get that by praying Salatul Isha and Salatul Fajr in congregation. In another really profound hadith, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us this reward and give us this support on the day of resurrection, he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Bashir al Mashaina fi Dulami ilal Masajidi bin Nurit Tami Yom al Qiyama. That give good news to those who go out in the dark to the mosques, that they will receive a complete light on the day of resurrection. And the dark times are the times of Isha and Fajr prayers. And this complete and perfect light that they will receive is a light that's given to them when people cross over the traverse, the sirat, which extends over hellfire and leads a person into paradise, that they will be surrounded in light and that light will help them as they traverse over that bridge and inshallah enter paradise. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that complete light. But the prayer is the basis of the spiritual path understanding that this is the lifeline, the connection to Allah, that we stand before Him, that we have presence of heart, and we pray in congregation, and we get all of the benefits of the prayer. This is the foundation for all of the other spiritual realities that are to come. As we said in the first episode, that the sharia, the outward law, is like the milk, and the haqiqah, the spiritual reality, the sweetness of Iman is like butter that is found within the milk. They're not separated from one another, but you have to do a little bit of work to churn that butter out. 
and to experience the spiritual reality. And we have to be committed to doing that. We have to be committed to the prayer, which then helps us ascend into the divine presence. This brings us to the call to action. If we live close to a mosque, we should make sure that we pray Isha and Fajr there and try it for five days in a row. Try it for five days in a row and see how it impacts you. You're going to feel like your day is different. You'll feel like your night is different. Try it for five days and then work up to 10 days in a row and you will taste the sweetness of praying in congregation. And once you taste that sweetness, you won't want to let it go. And if you can't make it to the masjid, for example, then make it a point of praying with family members or a roommate. Or if you have a friend who lives close by, make sure to pray together and do that for five days, working up to 10 days in a row. And inshallah, you will reap the same type of benefit. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the reality of the salah, the sweetness of the prayer, and that he allows us to ascend in the degrees of nearness and honor and blessings. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm or search for Soul Food in your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, take a minute to leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.